make it move, Javante Davis Living young, got room for patience This a dope podcast, it ain't drugs when we move in Houston, we got a problem, taking off like the Rockets This a three-man weed, coming at you with topics Get to hit me with logic, baby, showtime's back You slow, catch up, you run a 4-9 flat It's imperative, transitioning from changing the narrative You can catch this wave from the Marlins to the Mariners Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man week Come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man week We come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it What's good, good people out there in the world? We are back with a brand new episode, episode 24. You got your favorite guys from your favorite podcast, the Three Man Weave Podcast. It's your boy, Cannon. Y'all already know it's your boy, Hill. Hill going Hill regardless, baby. Let's get it. Going last as usual. H.A. <laughs> <laughs> hey, What's good, my guy? What's good? Episode 24, it's the Kobe show. Oh, I'm going to be terrible this show. <laughs> the Kobe show. Who's another uh, good 24? That's it. We, listen, we uh, had Jordan keep, last week. It's Kobe. We not, keep, we not finna play no games. No, 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 no. It was uh, Keeper Sutherland. Ain't he do that show 24? Oh, Everybody yeah, love no, that no, show. I do love that show now. Yeah, it was a good okay, show. Okay, that's a good one, AJ. That was a good All show. Right, you know right, I ain't really in depth with my other shows, but that's a good show. That's, you a, that's know. a good show. All right. So, but, so look, hold on, you, you know, got it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, you can catch us on all major podcast platforms. Three Man Weave. We on Facebook. Three Man Weave. Um, Instagram. Three Man Weave underscore. You can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail dot com. Uh, like we said, we got the March Madness brackets going on. They're mm-hmm. filling up fast. Real you get a hoodie. You get a hoodie. You get a $25 gift card. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can text us directly. We'll send you the direct link. You can email us. I just told you. Mm-hmm. We'll send you the link. You know what I'm saying? And let's get it. Let's Episode get 24. It. Real quick, before we kick 24 off, I just had a correction from last week. So last week, we were talking about NFL free agency, and I was talking about how I was really happy that the Redskins, you know, were under Doug Williams as GM. I just want to make a correction because I know we got Redskins fans who watch this. Mm-hmm. Now, the Redskins do not call their positions in their front office the same as everybody else does. Okay. If you are a Kappa, you should understand that because we don't call our officers the same thing as everybody else. And so that might go over some of y'all's head, but for my bros, y'all know what it is. But his official title is VP of Player Personnel. But the buck does stop with him for signing and obtaining and getting rid of players. Just wanted to make that correction. You got to, I mean, well, you know, most teams got a little fundamental structure that they got going on. Sometimes they don't want to relinquish the main titles for certain people, but certain duties are still delegated to certain individuals, just kind of like the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Will McClay. Mm-hmm. He's basically, you know, he's been handling our draft for a while. You know what I'm saying? I de facto GM, but yeah. he doesn't have the title. He but he's been running things. He, he nice, though. Hey, yeah. hold on. I like him. So, so, Cannon, y'all don't have a GM, huh? 
They get like 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 like, like in name. Y'all don't have a GM, no, right? No, we don't. Mm-mm. Hill, you said y'all basically have a quote unquote de facto GM, right? <laughs> yeah. I've always told y'all, man, y'all want to be the Bengals so damn bad. But like, but, I, but there's I one like, difference. I feel like, there's like, one difference. We get players on the Cowboys <laughs> and the Redskins, bro, without the without the GM. I'm just saying, like, I just see the, the way that the mold, like, no wonder yeah, we all is mediocre because yeah. it's like, hey, yep. But y'all modeling y'all y'all stuff after the wrong franchise. Nah, let's like well, Jerry has an ego problem of he he you know what I'm saying he he has the GM title. He doesn't want to relinquish that. Yeah. But his duties have been long gone. Long gone. And uh, Will McC- uh, so Mike Brown. He has the he has that ego problem where he don't want to spend a whole lot of money and get a winner without spending a whole lot of money. But his duties have been since relinquished, but he's still the head man. <laughs> now Katie and Tom Blackburn are running things, which is his daughter and his son-in-law, yeah. which is kind of like Jer- Stephen Jones. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? This is a I'm ph- just, they have philosophy dis- uh, differences, though, because Stephen Jones is cheap. You who? know Jerry. Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones' son, he's cheap. Jerry is ready to he go for the gusto. Yeah. Jerry would have bought everybody, everybody by now. Everybody. My, Mike Brown is cheap and Katie is dumb as hell. So they got philosophy differences too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why our text group is mediocre yeah, teams. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he proved the point. He did. Yeah. So I tried it. I tried. I mean, well, you always got to try to fight it. But at the end of the day, you can't man, fight man. it. Yeah. And I feel like the Redskins just didn't want to say publicly they had a GM because of what happened the last time we had a GM. Yeah. They. Lied on him. Scott. Tried to make him seem like an alcoholic when he wasn't. Like, it, it was a bad ending. I did Scott dirty on that. And he was doing a good job, so I did not understand that. I didn't, but. When egos clash. Yeah, egos. That's, that's you know, yep. the greater good always, you know, gets under the rug with these egos because they ain't and really. Man. But one thing, Doug spent a lot of time with him, and Doug, he took a lot of his philosophy with him. Learned a lot from Scott. So. Doug, understand? I mean, because, I mean, I mean, he he's historic with the Redskins franchise, so I don't see him really leaving, mm-hmm. you know. In contrast, Will McClay been getting a lot of interviews, but like I said, he y'all getting be, paid your money. Be, yeah, y'all be a fool to let him go. Oh, damn fools. <laughs> 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 we, Will McClay saved our lives, bro. Yes, he did, sir. <laughs> but let's get to it. What you got, uh, AJ? I mean, we gonna start off where we kind of left off last week. I mean, we yeah. talked about the fight. We talked about Mikey and Arrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's only right we do a you know quick little recap and okay. I mean, talk about this weekend's events. You yes, did? yes, sir. And it was in you know Jerry's world. They yeah. packed out. They packed that thing out. It was yeah. It Had was the stars out. It was you know what I'm saying it lived. It was a good fight. Hey, like I told y'all, Mikey was going to fight. Yeah. And Mikey showed up. He just he just wasn't enough. And Earl showed, <laughs> Earl pulled out everything out the bag. Yeah, he did, man. His footwork yep. was impeccable. His power was, you know, was on point. His he wanted to eat his kids. He did some slugging. <laughs> no, right he was out there. I mean, he was, you know, he he pulled everything out. Of the his defense was on point. And I, and I believe his defense could use some work. I'm not going to front like he the best defensive fighter out here. But I believe that he was, he was, I'm going to say he was arrogant enough because 
Mikey wasn't aggressive enough. Yeah. Those those but, rounds, those rounds in fourth and fifth, when Mikey was on my, that was his, that was in my opinion Mikey's best round. Mikey Mikey was aggressive. Mikey was throwing punches. My thing about Mikey, I really wish that, and I know that's not his style. I wish he would have just threw more punches. Yeah. I wish he would have. You and me both. I wish but, he would have. I wish he would have started brawling instead but, of trying to be a technical fighter at this point. But, but that, you know, go ahead. I'm gonna go, but, yeah, go ahead. But my thing is, the reason why Mikey couldn't really throw up a lot of those punches like he wanted to is because he just couldn't get in. Mm-hmm. As, as Teddy Atlas always say, you got to put bugs on the windshield. And that's what Errol Spence was doing. He was jabbing the hell out of Mikey. So whenever Mikey would try and close the distance, being a smaller man, mm-hmm. he's catching the jab to the face. You can't get in. You can't be aggressive. And especially when you're fighting a bigger man, he's stronger than you, got more power than you. He definitely has the potential to hurt you. You have to be a little bit more cautious. And that's... And you could tell in Mikey's style, like yeah. he was fighting, he was fighting Robert Easter, who's taller but not necessarily a bigger man. Mikey was walking in on, like, he was walking in on uh, on, on uh, E Bunny and just kind of taking those jabs, but still being able to get his, get his punches off. Arrow is a taller man and he's a bigger man, and so those punches they hit, they, he's strong. They hit, it hit, it hit a little bit different when you go up two weight classes. And that's like what, that, said, that, that was his is issue. Is the truth, Mikey yeah. said that. Yeah. But my, so, my, go ahead, my fault. Okay. Huh? Well, well, what I was going to say oh, um, yeah, really quick is that both of you guys were right last week uh, coming into that. Um, if I remember right, AJ, you were saying that Spence's size, his speed, and his power was going to be too much for Mikey. Um, Hill, to me, you were the most correct last week because you said that Mikey was going to be here. Spence was going to be too much because he's a natural welterweight. But you said that it was not going to be a knockout and that Mikey was going to last 12. Mm-hmm. Um, you were right, man. And I will say, normally Cannon will make his choices with logic. I did not use logic last week. I went with my heart, and y'all see where that got me, which is why we had the three-man weave. You got icebox where your heart used to be, huh? <laughs> we normally change the narrative, and we never follow our hearts. But, you know, I did last time, and I got burnt, so... In the future, y'all will see me just going with my boxing knowledge and not with my heart. But up, man? Once you get burnt, I won't say I will fight. Though. Yeah, I won't say you was. I mean, it was, a lot of people pick Mikey. I but I picked Mikey to knock out Spink, so I was wrong. I was oh, dead yeah, wrong. You, you definitely wrong on that. So, I, you so know, yeah. So but I can but admit. Th- but, yeah, but then yeah, also supposed to. But let's not admit. Let, let's not forget. Errol Spence is probably one of the bigger. Welterweights in this division. Welter like Errol Spence probably walk around at like 170, some like between 160 and 170. Mm-hmm. So with Mikey coming up and then dealing with a, just a naturally bigger man, but still being able to take a lot of these punches, he did get hurt a couple times in the mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. But he was able to show the heart. He was able to fight that through chance. it. Some of these smaller welterweights, some of these some of these smaller welterweights, Sean Porter. Hey, y'all better be on notice, bro. Yeah, I'm scared for him. He won't. Be careful what you ask for, because he he may, he may he may have looked bad against Errol Spence, but y'all been ducking Errol Spence for a reason. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and Mikey just came, came up to fight him. He he came up two weight classes to fight this man. He made it out the fight. Like I said, if he make it out this fight, I think it's going to put the division on notice that he's going to cause some trouble. They and, wanted to stop it in the his his corner wanted to stop it in the knife. I wanted him 
too because that ninth round was bad. It, that ninth yeah, it round was bad. was bad. I was like, okay. come on. That's man. what I'm he saying. He got it together after that. He did. But, but he if it was going to go like that, it needed to be stopped. I don't know which round. I, I, I might have been the 11th. He took a he took a body blow and, and you seen it early. in his face. That was one of them joints early. I seen a body blow but early. He, but that nah, thing but, hurt me. It was, it was after the knife when he, that's what. But he <laughs> but he let you know it hurt. He was like, mm. I was like, when anybody hits you with, the, mm, and then, you know it hurt. And it was loud on the camera. Yeah. Whenever a boxing punch is loud on TV, you know it hurt. But let's. I mean, we we was we was pretty much accurate in our assessment the only thing about cause I mean even even you said it last week you was like I'm just going with Mikey just yeah, cause I, I'm yeah, going with Mikey but yep. you knew for a fact uh-huh. you were still confident in Spence to show up and Spence Absolutely. showed Spence showed everything in his arsenal you yeah, know did, like I said he can't work on his defense uh, he probably, you mean you know you fight another aggressive fighter you know your defense will get tested but that power's there what I hated what, what I hated after the night though but when he called out Manny Cause I don't want I I don't want to see that. Now I oh, thought oh, about oh, it, I thought oh. about it AJ because okay. in our Go group ahead. text, I'm, please. I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let y'all. He's, he's a legend, right? And that will be a great fight if Manny was six years, eight years younger. I don't okay. want to see it now because to me Manny is past his prime. Is he still a good boxer? Yes, because yeah. he just beat A.B., but A.B. can't even get close to holding a candle to Spence. And you barely beat A.B. like Pacquiao. It wasn't like you beat the brakes off of him. And just everybody, everybody know that boy beat him anyway, so it's like, <laughs> but ain't like you beat the brakes off A.B. So my thing is, of course, Manny wanted because Manny want all the super paydays. Yeah. He ain't turning down none of them. But to me... AJ said something early. Spence is the biggest welterweight, right? Mm-hmm. To me, the next biggest welterweight is your Dennis Ugas. Naturally, uh, somebody who walks around at a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them two fight. I know y'all probably don't want to see it because he don't have the experience and I all was, of that. I, I want to see the next contender get the shot. I don't want Spence to just keep chasing pay-per-view fights. For people who who not gonna give them that good rep. Well, before, here you wanna go, go. You wanna go or you want me to go? Let me go because you know you know you Max right. Edelman. Do your thing. On paper, yeah, the Ugas fight. Damn. <laughs> Hit the joint. All right. Now we good. On paper, like you say, style, size, mm-hmm. yeah. But if you if you've been dealing with people ducking you, yeah. I feel you on that. I got to go for these big fights. Like okay. I said, I got to go for these big fights. That. Jerry Jones is loving me right now, yes, and he, he want to have all my fights in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I need to go for these big fights. Yeah. So I'm definitely, I know Manny ain't going to duck no work. Mm-hmm. So let me, damn it, y'all. God damn, Hill. These damn mic stands. All right, you know what? Yeah. I ain't going to keep dealing with this today. Yeah. Um, You know Manny ain't going to duck no work. Mm-hmm. So you call out Manny, you know what time it is. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I'd rather see Manny and Keith Thurman. I would love to see Manny. And I'd Keith rather Thurman. see that. Yeah, I'd rather see that. I'd yep. rather see that because it's, it's still get back season for Keith. And that Manny that I seen against AB, yeah, you beat AB, you beat him, you beat him convincingly. That wasn't a good Manny. I, I'm, I'm gonna stand on that. That wasn't a good Manny. I, I just said that. 
like you said, I mean, you beat AB. You look, I mean, you beat AB convincingly, like I said. But it wasn't a good Manny. But does Ke- Manny want that Keith Thurman payday? It's not the same as an Earl Spence. Of payday. course, it's not the same. It's not the same. So it's a no-brainer for Manny. He's gonna take the best person who offers him. But you ask me, yeah. what I what I yeah, rather see? I'm with you on what that. I rather see, and I rather see Keith Thurman and Manny fight. I'd rather Spence just go ahead and wait for, rather, for whoever. I'd you know rather say it too. I'm with you. And just go ahead and, and like I said, we what we mentioned Ugas. He still got to earn yeah. his keep. He got to. I mean, hopefully, no nobody duck him. They probably will. They, they gonna duck him but now, bro. He, he got to earn his keep. He got to earn his keep. Want, Danny don't want to fight that. It's it's. I mean, but like I said, before he get to Spence, it's plenty more fights that we want to see before that. But like I said, I hope people don't duck him so his name can get bigger and we can see that fight. But like I said, I'm gonna pass it on to Max yeah, Ederman because he ready. I see it. He was itching. You finished? Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me just run down a couple things because I would, you know, uh, a Udenis Ugas fight with Errol Spence would be a good fight, even though he lost to Sean Porter. I think this, you know, as they always say, styles make fights. Yeah. I think. Okay, Max very- Ederman agreeing with Cannon. Two very large welterweights would be a good file stylistically. Mm-hmm. But to get me to my point, I know there are certain fights that we want to see Errol Spence take before we take a Manny Pacquiao fight. I don't care what nobody says. Manny Pacquiao is the biggest draw in the welterweight division. He may not be the best fighter right now. He may not be the most active fighter right now. He may not be the one everyone looks to as the top of the division. But when it comes to getting that money, if you want to make money, you gonna fight Manny Pacquiao. That's why Keith Thurman called him out. So everybody, yeah. that's that's why they call him. That's why they still call him Manny out because there's nobody in this division that you are gonna fight right now that's gonna get you as much money as fighting Manny Pacquiao will get you. Manny, <laughs> like as far as negotiations, the only thing that Manny Pacquiao is not the A side fighter on is his activity and. His like most recent, you know, his most recent record. He's still the A side because he's gonna be the biggest draw. He's a legend. He's one of the greatest boxers of our generation. One of the greatest, like he, uh, like is arguably one of the greatest boxers of all time. So of course, yes, you're gonna want to have to fight that. Hill, I know you hate that people are calling him out, but Manny Pacquiao's a legend, dog. Like Manny Pacquiao's one of the greatest boxers anyone on this planet has ever seen. And as I long just as say, he not retired. Hey, and you can't you can't debate that. So no no no. I'm so, not trying so, to debate so, that. I want so, to cut you off. I'm not trying to debate that. What I just don't. I just know these young boys is just too much for Manny right now. I know he's a draw. These young boys is too much for Manny right now, bro. Like come on. I, who like? I believe so, Keith yeah. Thurman will beat Manny. Ah, yeah, would be I, close, man. But that so that's what I'm saying. Like yes, keep close. Keep, I want to see I, that one more than Errol Spence and Manny because Errol's gonna win. Yes, yeah, I, he will but, beat the brakes off Manny unless he just come in. Okay. unless he get All right, too so, drunk so, the night before. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. So if, if, Go ahead. you say you, you say you, you know these young boys will beat Manny. Okay, you know Errol Spence will beat Manny. I, I I agree with you on that. Yes, you taking Keith Porter over Manny? Who? I mean Sean. Sh- sorry, Sean Porter you over just Manny. Put them together. I know they they <laughs> they both the same. Am I taking but, Sean Porter over Manny right now? Yes, yes I am. I'm, I'm, I'm taking debate. Manny over Sean that's, Porter and Keith Thurman. No, I, I'm taking I'm taking Manny over Sean Porter and Danny Garcia. I, I didn't. Keith whoa, Thurman, yeah, that, I, that, that's that's gonna be tough. Keith Thurman is gonna be a tough one. I got him over Danny too, man. And Danny is my favorite of the three. But that's just my opinion. It don't mean anything. 
Because Sean Porter and Keith both beat Danny. But I feel like both of those were robberies, so it doesn't matter. I believe Sean Porter. The Sean Porter that showed up against the last Danny Garcia will beat Manny, Gar- will beat Manny Pacquiao. Just the wild, just the wild man, just doing whatever. I yes. feel like I, that's how he won that fight. I yeah. feel like Danny actually won that fight, but it's just that's what those judges who judged that fight wanted to see. It's more aggressiveness. He was the aggressor. He was aggressive. I didn't like that Danny at all, though. Like I'm, that's just my, just my. I believe. But, I didn't either. Listen, if it we rank the regular Danny, if we ranking it, like I said, Earl would beat Manny, Keith Thurman would beat Manny, and I believe Sean Porter would beat Manny. I just believe it, and. Mikey Garcia may he may beat Manny. Mm. He got a chance if he can throw some punches. Yeah. But Manny's not as big as Earl Spence, so he might just feel comfortable doing his thing. We'll never know. But we hey. just spent a lot of time on boxing. We on because we on because this is. I understand Manny's great. He's a legend. But we are talking about a 41-year-old Manny. Yeah, he's 41. But he didn't look 41 we, against A.B., though. Because it's A.B. We're talking about an undisciplined A.B. So, but A.B. So, so is... So hold on, but, but regardless, A.B. is always a hard fighter to knock out. A.B. is a very hard fighter to but knock can, out. Can we just say this, then? If it was against A.B., then can we not... Can we just hold reserve judgment on Manny till he fights one more fight, then? And see what he looked like? Since... You say AB is AB? No, because he didn't look good against AB. That's how trash AB was. But but here's what those type of fighters do, like Manny and Floyd. They only going to do enough of what they got to do in that fight. And I can work myself all up beating the brakes off of you when I know I'm pointing you out every round. And my corner's telling me that. I'm I'm only going to do what I got to do. Okay. That's okay. unfortunate, but that's just how that's that's the nature of the business. Okay, because about to say hey. trash of that because when Mikey fought A B, he beat the brakes off A B. Because Mikey and A B was they at different points in their career, like Mikey compared to Pacquiao. You see what I'm saying? Mikey, um what when, when did Mikey fight A B? That was a while ago. That was before the layoff, right, AJ? Nah, that was before the Easter fight. That was his that was yeah. like so he his fought two. I was shoot. I was still living in Virginia at the time. Yeah, so. you were. I was still working my other assignment. That's what I said. So that's that's. It was a while ago, but I'm just. I I remember these fights vividly, and I'm just saying, Mikey has something to prove, man. I can't okay. remember if it was before his layoff or, or after his layoff. But either before or after, he's trying to prove something because he wanted to become his own boss. Like you said, when you asked us this weekend, who, who was who, who yeah. was this promoter himself? Because he worked that hey. hard to get there. All right, so now just kind of like to move along and kind of got me on like a topic of something to prove. Okay, what's up? Russell Westbrook got to chill the hell out, yo. What do he do now? He got another. They got a got a got a sixteenth technical foul. That, and ain't that, that, that that tech against that tech he got trying to just chest bump Clay Thompson. That was so stupid. Like, what is he doing? I he think, lucky like, that was Clay Thompson, and it wasn't me. He, he knew it was Clay Thompson. Exactly. I'm but punching it, him in the face. Cause, cause you know, you know, it's funny. Like Clay Thompson, like Clay, Clay Thompson got that book, that board. But if him, like, cause Boogie was right there. If him and Boogie switched that, like, switch spots, he would have never did that to Boogie. He would have never did that to Boogie. He would have never did that. Of course not. And like to me, like, I get a lot of, I get a lot of flack with this book. I always said Kevin Garnett was always selling wolf tickets. Kevin Garnett always. was just, he was always just mad intensity, Man, always trying to act like he was going to be 
As I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted, mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett, he was, to me, Kevin Garnett was a sucker for real. To me, too. I he won't just, go that far. To me, well, I'm I just, talking I, about basketball. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about basketball. I'm yeah, just, talking about, talking, about. I'm just yeah. talking about just, like, as far as the mentality that he tried to portray, like, I'm not, not the mentality, but the the aura and the persona he tried to, mm-hmm. to put out there as this tough guy, I just always felt he was a sucker for real. Yes. And it, it, yes, and it, it and, and it really got exposed when he said, La La tastes like Cheerios, even though I'm pretty sure she tastes like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> you are terrible, it, man. It, it really got exposed when he said that. Shit. Carmella was at the bus. What's up? He was and about he that action. Not he, was, that he was nowhere bus, to be found. <laughs> And to me, just personally, I just feel Russell Westbrook is all that. He's all intensity to try and get you to to back down before anything ever really, really pops off. I just feel as yeah. if he, he he's gonna give you that energy just to to be like, oh, this dude, he he he's he he about it. Yeah, man. There's plenty of people that beat the brakes off of Russell Westbrook. Absolutely. Can I can I just say one thing about this KG thing? Do you think? I want to say, and I got a witness too. One of our loyal followers was there, Dave the Crusher. Mm-hmm. I took him with me to the Peach Jam. I don't know which year it was. The Peach, for those who don't know, the Peach Jam is the Nike EYBL AAU Championship. Mm-hmm. So I took Dave the Crusher with me one year because he was trying to get into the business. He wanted to learn about the business, so I took it. And he was actually a media runner for us that year where he would, like, run the stats to media row. He actually got to meet uh, Roy Williams and Coach K. Uh, Roy Williams was his favorite coach. Um, But going back to my point, I'm doing a game, right? Kevin Garnett's agent comes right to me. And the way that the Peach Jam is set up is set up different than any other basketball court at most basketball courts you have a table at the side of the court and the people who work the game sit at the table at the peach jam event they have like an extended bleacher that's a part of the regular bleachers and that serves as the table so it's like when you sit at that bleacher to work the game the fans who are in the first couple rows have 100 percent access to you and so because i was doing the stats like everybody wants to lean over my shoulder and most times it's it's big name people who end up sitting beside me at these type of events. And so it's Kevin Garnett's agent, right? And so Dave the Crusher, he he was like a he was like a Kevin Garnett fan. So he's he's like, you know, I love KG and all of this. And so at, at the dead ball, I turn around and I say, look, man, I got to keep it one hundred, man. I said the exact same thing that AJ just said. I said, to me, Kevin Garnett is a sucker, bro. And I said, I'm not talking about basketball. His agent got offended. And I said, I'm not talking about basketball, so don't get me wrong because I'm pretty sure he could play basketball. He probably could could whip me too, maybe. You know, I don't know. But the thing about Kevin Durant is – Kevin Garnett. Kevin – thank you, my guy. Kevin Garnett is throughout his career whenever it was rec time. Was he, he always would throw a brick, then hide his hand. And if you look at him, what he would do is throw an elbow or something, 
and do like this when the breath look. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't do nothing. I don't like people like that. And the mellow thing solidified it for me. And his agent tried to argue me this fact, AJ. And so I actually pulled out multiple times. I can't remember what examples I did, but he was still on the Celtics at that time. And I used multiple times of where he he wanted to rap, but then when the refs or somebody was looking, he was acting like he ain't do nothing. Mm-hmm. And his agent even admitted, and you can ask Dave the Crusher, he can come on here next week on, on social media and verify. His agent looked at me and said, yeah, he do be doing that. And I told him <laughs> about that. And I don't know if that guy's still his agent, KG, if you're listening, but I got witnesses, your agent know it, I'm canon. If he see my picture and my IG, he know he talked to me before. It is what it is. You used to throw bricks and hide your hand all the time. And Russell, you got to stop doing that too. And why, and, not, and, why, and why stop it? Go ahead. So personally, it's just like for some things, I'm not going to fault you for trying to be tough in certain situations because sometimes that's what you got to do if you outmatch. But as a man, you have pride. You're still going to really stand up for yourself because there was a time for me personally I knew I was about to get into a fight. I was about to get my ass whooped. <laughs> you know what? But you know what I didn't do? I didn't act like I was about to get my ass whooped. Mm-hmm. I was in there. I was talking my trash. <laughs> it was. It was. It was in. It was in high school. We was on the bus. I was talking my trash because he popping off. I'm like, all right, yeah. When we get off the bus, it's whatever, dog. Like, what's like, what's up? Mm-hmm. He got off at my stop. I'm like, right. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm like. I'm like, cause I was a I was a freshman. He was a junior. I looked at my man's. I was like, you gonna get off the bus with me? Yeah. He was like, yeah, I got. Like, yeah, I got you. We got off the bus. We in the street. He's like, so yeah. What's all you talking on the bus? I was like, nah, you hit me first. So why you getting off on my stop? And then he, he started he started walking to me. And then four dudes came around the corner. And they was like, hey, which one of y'all was robbed? I was like him. They chased him down the street and whooped his. Because <laughs> he was he was talking about somebody else's sister and she was a little handicapped and she oh, went home told her out, brothers, yeah. hey, all worked out. Somebody was upstairs looking out for me, man, because they knew I was finna get the beat. I was finna get the beats. But being a great human being, great karma, never yeah, really exactly, everything out of my favor. You know that I, I still I still keep the baby face intact. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. And. He got his. They stomped him out. I'm talking about, I'm talking about boots to back all night, baby. I'm so but, this story. but how you was fully committed was it's just like Russell Westbrook. Thank you. No, yeah. no, it's a little bit different. Cause but see, and that's and that's and that's my issue with Russell Westbrook. It's the karma. He don't treat everybody like that. Russell just be spazzing for everybody. Cause yeah. Russell Russell spazzed like he know he's gonna beat everybody. Yeah. I, I was spazzing to protect myself. Exactly. True. But once again, this is a new NBA. Which is soft. He know ain't nobody soft. gonna. T- he know ain't nobody gonna fight him. You're right, you're right, Cannon. You're right, <laughs> he know ain't nobody gonna fight him. So I can go around playing bully ball. I can rules. go around talking like I'm about to, like I'm about to beat the brakes off you. And I know for a fact that ain't nothing gonna happen. Russell Westbrook been in this. He been in the league how long? He ain't threw not one punch yet. Because honestly, man, Adam Silver not playing with these dudes. If you throw a punch in this NBA, you might be done forever. Pat Beverly. That's a lie. Pat Serge Beverly. Serge Ibaka, he oh, been yeah, punching my everybody. Fault, my fault. Yeah. But Pat right. Beverly didn't he mess up Westbrook's since. knee. And ain't happen. never back now. And you ain't punched this man yet. He wanted to, He's scared of it. No, he don't. What you, what you no, say? He don't. He slapped that scores table. He was pissed. 
He he slapped the scores table, and not look, Patrick slapped, Beverly. And I would have slapped Patrick Beverly. And, and he had my knee he, injury he, too, so I know exactly what he went through. Feel what he saying? had the meniscus. You'd had plenty of opportunities to slap anybody. First though, you 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 went out. You went and full Pat speed at been, Clay. And Pat been going at him since he been back. Ain't never backed down not once. Ever. Now that's hey, one dude. Now hey. I would punch Pat Beverly in the face too. But, oh, but you you to. gonna you gonna wreck with Pat Beverly. But man. I understand that he gonna wreck. So I believe for some reason I believe in him. Oh, I believe. He, in him. I believe gonna, in him. Yeah, you I gonna do. wreck with Pat Beverly. But he getting punched in the face. Man, that's cool. Uh, hey, yeah. he, hey, I believe. You know, when, whenever you look, whenever you look at a, a, a Russell Westbrook altercation, Stephen Adams strong ass is the first one to pull everybody away, and everybody's scared of Stephen Adams because he I don't know why he that strong. Oh, he is that. He is that strong. Yeah, and he just looked like he lived a hard life wherever he come from. It looks, yeah. it looks real. It looks rough over there. I believe it, man. I believe everything about Stephen. <laughs> I don't want no smoke with Stephen Adams. Either. I'm calming down too. If that's Stephen the case. Adams, Stephen Adams got gold teeth. He scared me. Hey, but that's what I used to do back in the day. Trey, I had my homeboy Trey. Yeah. Trey was big. Yeah, I'm scared of Trey. <laughs> Anybody else with Trey? I used to talk whatever. Yeah. Trey did. Y'all ain't gonna fight Trey. You not. You know what I'm saying? So you I can not. say whatever I want if Trey there. If Trey won't there, I'm cool. Because when I was in college, <laughs> I did that. I used that in college. Feel what I'm saying? Trey was there. Yeah. What? Trey I'm was with, there with me in school, too. I'm with <laughs> Trey. What you what you got to say? Yeah. <laughs> and then when the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know. <laughs> we, you know what I'm saying? We straight. We can move on. Hey, look. And Trey we, had Lakers. everything. Yeah, he was. Trey had everything. We not, we not. We're going to save that. We got March Lakers. Madness coming up. Once again, we told y'all, yeah. got the bracket, you know, three-man weave bracket. If you want to join, email us, podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com, or hit us directly. We'll send you the link. You know, you get a hoodie, $25 gift card. Who y'all got winning? Before before I, before we say who we got winning, let me just say this. The three-man weave, myself, AJ, and Hill cannot win. Yes, we're in the, the bracket challenge just so you can see yourselves against us. If one or all three of us place one, two, and three, which we probably will because we that nice, number four will get the prize, okay? All right. Just want y'all to know that y'all still going to win and we not going to cheat y'all. Yeah, we ain't, you know, we ain't going to cheat the people. Who going to win? Who you got winning? The tournament? Yeah. I'm rolling with my guy. So, still rolling with Zion, Duke? Zion, bro. Still I'm rolling, rolling with Duke? I'm rolling with Zion. I'm not rolling with Duke. I'm rolling with Zion. Because, bro, let me tell you something about this guy. How many people have you ever seen come back from a three-week layoff from a knee injury when you're a premier dunker? Come back and be 13-13 from the floor in the ACC tournament. That was impressive. I'm not even – there's nothing I can say about it. That was impressive. Then the next game, right, I ain't done. So the next game he comes out against – who we playing the next game? We playing FSU. Mm-hmm. Missed the first shot, then go nine from nine. So you mean to tell me, what's nine plus thirteen? Is what? What I'm not about to do is is do math. Yeah, it's about twenty. <laughs> it's it's close to three man it's, weave. It's, we it's what, we don't 22? go above three. It's it's twenty two something like that. Bro, this man is Put me on the spot with math. He's, he's twenty one of twenty two from the field mm-hmm. since coming back. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm with all that blocks. Steals, 14 boards. If you've looked at Duke play without this man. Mm-hmm. They're different. Bro, I don't, I don't know. I don't got him getting past the second round. They're different. But with this dude, I'm not sure if anybody can beat him because I don't care what defense you got. You can have that Syracuse legitimate zone that they run. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I seen him throw the ball into this man, and this man take one dribble and was already laying it up or dunking it. He wasn't giving the zone anytime. He wasn't giving man to man anytime. Whatever you do, and if worst come to worst, he's the he's the best three point shooter on the Duke team. <laughs> And as much as you – he's not a three-point shooter at all, AJ, because I see your face. He's not good. But this year, Duke has no three-point shooters. He is the best one. Yeah. RJ is bricking at three. Um, Cam, Cam Reddish, Reddish can't get I'm done with you, Cam Reddish. You didn't show me anything while Zion was out. You haven't shown me anything since he's been back. Yeah, Zion's hitting threes. He's in the paint. He's dunking. I'm rolling with Duke to the end. I'm rolling with the team that beat them already when they was full strength. Mark Few, Gonzaga. let's get it. Gonzaga. Gonzaga, let's get it. Okay. Let's get Gonzaga it. Gonzaga just struggled. Just, yeah. It's Mark Few time. It's tournament time, baby. Okay. It's different. Y'all, just like, hey, I'm, Michigan State, you know what time it is. You yeah. don't care what record. Once they get in the tournament, Enzo, you feel what I'm saying? I thought about shanking them in my bracket earlier, and I said. It's just certain teams. Enzo. Like you said, you know when Michigan State get in that tournament, they tough. They come in the brawl, baby. You know what I'm saying? And I got them, you know what I'm saying? They gonna, they gonna ruffle some feathers too. I but like, I like that phrase. Yeah. What? Which one? Ruffle some feathers. I oh, like yeah, you that. know how it go. <laughs> you know what I'm the balls just come, baby. You know, I already know. But yeah, I'm going with Gonzaga. Because it's like I said, Mark Few time. To win it all. So a mid major from Hill to win it all. Yeah. Oh, I know I'm winning this bracket. Okay, who you got, AJ? <laughs> Same, same team I picked earlier in the podcast. Remember, I picked UVA? Michigan. Oh. I said I like what Michigan was doing. They had the, the, the mixture of experience. That's a nice squad. I like that squad. Potential NBA talent. They've been there before. I'm still picking Michigan. Okay. I got to stick with them. I got to stick with them. I, I think respect that. Good. I'll take Michigan over. Listen, I know, I know that they, Gonzaga beat Duke at the Maui tournament. Yeah. At the Maui challenge. What, what's the official name of that? Yeah, it was the Maui. Maui Invitational. Yeah, Maui Invitational. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, they got him there. But mm-hmm. also, that's when Coach K still thought that R.J. Barrett was the finisher, bro. <laughs> R.J. Barrett, he had five chances at the end of that game and tricked all of them up. That ain't happening this time. We going to Zion for sure. And either we going to get that foul or we going to miss it and we going to get that second jump put back. Either way, we getting it. Okay. And the West Bracket. Florida State is in that same West bracket. Yeah. With Gonzaga, with Michigan. Yeah. And, I, and that was tough. That's what I got down to, man, was between Michigan and Florida State, man. And in one bracket, I think I took Florida State, and the other one I took Michigan. So we'll see. That's what – no, that, that wasn't even – that wasn't to you. That was to AJ. I'm so when sure they come down, if, the if they happen to meet – He's not even there right now. He didn't left us. The people don't Sad. even know. Yeah. Sad, this but now nah, you know what was crazy though. Matter since we apologizing, remember I remember I bashed Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I'm like get t- get Tennessee out of here. Ooh, I wanted to talk about this. I'm thinking yeah. here. Come on, see, let's go. you gave made me do my research. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, Rick Barnes. Mm-hmm. Tennessee is a veteran team. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be a tough out. I ain't got them winning nothing. They Don't are going to be a tough out, but they're gonna muckle this thing up. But let me tell you, let me tell you what I wanted to say about Tennessee. We love changing the narrative. Mm-hmm. Now I don't remember what episode it was, but remember when I was talking about how when Tennessee first beat Kentucky, and I was like, I like Tennessee, mm-hmm. and I knew Rick Barnes was that coach. But I told y'all that Bruce Pearl started that down there. Yeah. And what I was talking about was the culture because Bruce Pearl was there when Pat was still alive, mm-hmm. and 
they both they had the men's team and the women's team. They were a problem at Tennessee. Yeah. I can't remember because it was so long ago. They fired him for something to do with students, I think. Yeah, it was some some investigation that he that he messed up on. Either way, it was petty. What I remember that it was not like a Rick Patino, you you bribing kids. Yeah, to it wasn't do that, yeah. It wasn't nothing like that. It wasn't not touching people like Jerry Sandusky. So it was petty, right? So this is my thing. He sets the culture out there in Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. And what he got to do? Because the world is funny. The universe is funny. The universe says, guess what, Bruce? You want to go to the next level? You got to go through Rick Barnes and the program that you put up there. And what he do? Man, they spanked them boys. And I was scared for a second because it was close. But in that second half, Bruce Pearl came out and he told Rick Barnes, I started this, man. And I was proud of Bruce. And I think Auburn is going to be a tough oh. Tough out oh, in yeah, this absolutely. tournament. Man. They're gonna be tough too. Like I said, I ain't got neither one tough. of these teams went none of these teams winning, but this one is gonna be March Madness, baby. And yeah. this is I'm telling you, mm-hmm. March Madness is shutting down life. Yeah. Free agents. <laughs> hey, these free agents that, that haven't signed, yeah, y'all ain't about to get signed. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't care about y'all. It's like till after. after, you know. Uh NBA, what? Care about nothing. Yeah, Lakers trash. We already know that. Yeah. Boy. So, <laughs> but NBA, we don't care about nothing. We don't care about nothing. Funny thing about it, like I said, we only watch the game. If even if even if did you did you watch the Sixers um in the Sixers in the Bucks yesterday? No, I'm exactly. on college right now. Exactly, and that was a great game. And like I said, nobody cares about the NBA. NBA free agency, they they schedule their free agency around a good time. Yeah. They already let they you know say, yeah. they preparing for the draft. We don't care about nothing. It's much. These are people that haven't even watched the game, yeah. and they are ready for March Madness. Yeah. Offices are ready. Yeah. March Madness is ready to get, man. I got emails from my job talking about March Madness. And we don't do nothing oh, with sports. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Oh, nothing. Yeah, absolutely. But um, So what I do want to say is sorry. I got a knock at my door, and I tried to get them away as quick as possible. Yeah, we called you out, man. Because they were yeah. at the wrong door. What? <laughs> sure, they was at the wrong You know, the feds. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, nah, we living, we living clean right now. I don't, I don't do none of that no more. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I just believe... This, I think this tournament, for some reason, there's just so much hype around it because you have that one team with all the stars on it, but they still have the potential to lose. That this tournament is probably gonna be one of the best tournaments we've seen in a while. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that, AJ. Like literally, I think this this is gonna be one of the best tournaments we've seen in a while, just from a top to bottom competitive standpoint. Because we're gonna get our upsets. We going we're going to getting those Elite Eight Final Four games, and it's just going to be some matchups that you are just going to be excited to see. Is there a Cinderella this year? There is or are they going to develop to the tournament? I think Murray State got potential to be a Cinderella, and um, I had to look at my bracket. There was one other yeah, team I'm, I think that got I'm, potential. I'm, I'm not going to tell y'all what the Cinderella is because they're in my bracket right now, so y'all just going to have to wait until the tournament's over so I can, you know, Oh, we being secretive. But I also know, like, this team is, I think, is a six seed, but Iowa State is a problem this year, bro. Like, if you think that you're just spanking them out of there, you're wrong. Um, Buffalo is a problem also. A lot of the six and fifth seeds, those teams are going, they got potential. I think it's going to be a chalk year, man. What's that that mean? That means the the team that's supposed to win, that's going to win. Of course, because Duke is supposed to win, so I'm with you on that hill. 
But once we get to, <laughs> once we get to, like you said, God, Gonzaga number one seed. Yeah, like, I ain't that's just, supposed yeah. to win too. That's, that's the saying. only mid major that's supposed to win. I'm just man. Look, March Madness. And I don't like Mark Few, man. Not not because he's not good. So let me. Just, I just personally got something against him. Dang. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he could have left Gonzaga a long time ago, and he just stays there. All right. Well, look. Hey, Go ahead. Personally, I yeah. I mean. I'll never, I'll never just go chalk just because personally something gonna happen. There's always gonna be something that happens, yeah. and it's just like, nah, it, it gets, it gets too, it gets too tough going, going late in the, in the, in the tournament. So who you said you taking who again? Let's yeah. remind the people. AJ is taking Michigan. I had to say it for hey. him because he won't say it. You want to say it? Uh, yeah. I thought. You was talking, my nigga. My I mean, my, my guy. You... Dang. <laughs> but look. AJ I'm... got Michigan. I got Gonzaga. I got Zion. Not Duke, <laughs> but Zion. Listen. All right, can we wrap this up with what I've been wanting to do for like the past yes, two weeks? Yes, we can. Let's get it. Yeah. <sighs> my YouTube viewers, I see I got my Laker gear on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I might as well be wearing a suit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to a funeral. This is, I, this is not what the season that I thought was going to be. And, like, I'm frustrated. But, you're a new Laker fan. Mm-hmm. You're here to stay. Yep. That's fine. Yep. What I want to do first, I want to ask a non-Laker fan that's on the outside mm-hmm. that doesn't have any biasness in this situation. He's he, he should be objective. Yeah, he should be. But I mean, he's a rival team, yeah. so let's let's see what I I want to see. Who let's rank cuz there's a whole lot of people that get to blame for this Lakers mess. Go ahead and rank the Lakers. Who's at fault for the Lakers, AJ? And then I'm gonna pass it to you. Mm-hmm. And then we can, you know, so we're gonna talk. I'm gonna go Magic Rob Palenka. Mm. Mm-hmm. Braun. He's spot on. So and then Luke. Yep. God damn. Any 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 reason why why you went that order? I mean, I believe Magic drafted how many people on this team? Uh, like out of all these players. Two. I, I mean just the young core, so like Two. Brandon Kuzma. Oh, yeah. He, That's it. So, he drafted Zoe and Kuzma. He didn't draft B.I., right? No. no. B.I. was there before he got there. He drafted Sfi, who's gone. Yeah, but they gone. Yeah, I know. Zubak, gone. He did. But he did bring those, so we gave him credit. I don't know who made them leave. So, he, dra- and so, so he drafted them. He brought in all these other players, you know, the, the Rondos, Michael Beasley, all of that. No one... When you construct a team around LeBron, you need shooters. But everyone wanted to say, oh, we're going to get Bron off the ball now, and we're going to make sure we get playmakers around him who can create, et cetera, et cetera. No, you need shooters around LeBron because what happened? Bron ended up being back on the ball. So to me, Magic has to bear the brunt of this blame. Then I'm going Palenka because Magic was your guy. Magic, you put your trust in Magic. You said he was going to do all of this, and – he was going to bring all these players in, so this is your guy that you put in trust. So you got to give him the brain. And then, Brian, you the best. You the best out there. You that you that guy. So we got to give Brian his blame. Yeah. 
And Luke, you the coach, dog. Why you can't get everybody in line? <laughs> That's well well said, AJ. I'm going to piggyback right off of you. I'm going Magic number one, Rob number two, Bron number three, Luke number four. For slightly different reasons. Going on Magic first and foremost because the Lake Show brought you in to be the the face to recruit players, to bring players in, to be the culture setter, the tone setter. And what you do, you bring in a player and let him do your job. So automatically you got to get the blame for that. Mm. Rob, you are the GM, right? Rob is the GM? Yep. You getting the blame because you publicly told the players on your team that I'll trade every single last one of you except for LeBron to get Anthony Davis. And that, my friend, is what caused a rift between the Lakers and LeBron. Now, I'm going to go Bron number three because, bro, I've been with you longer than Hill, longer than most people who are Laker fans. Bro, when are you going to stop and just play basketball? Because you always messing with the chemistry of a team. Let's go back and look at history. <laughs> Thank you, please. You begged them to get rid of Larry Hughes. You wanted Antoine Jameson. Then you didn't make the, then you lost when you got him because he just didn't fit. You go to Miami, you do the same thing. Shift this person out, bring this person in. Okay, you got your chips there because you and Wade were young in your prime and Spo is was a was a good coach, you know, for, for you at the time. You come to Cleveland, you 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 ship the number one draft pick out. You had a chance to play with the number one draft pick. So they had two of them. They had you had Kyrie, you had Andrew Wiggins, and yourself. That would have been the first time in history three number one draft picks ever suited up on the same team. What you do? You don't even want to test that out, LeBron. Mm -hmm. You shipped him out. You didn't even want to see this man play. You shipped him out for Kevin Love. Kevin Love came in there and was not an offensive threat for you. Yeah, he did put up points, and he did LeBron do LeBron is a terrible GM. Awful GM. And this is my thing. That's why I started with Magic, because why are you letting someone else do your job, Magic? Have some guts. Yes, he is LeBron. Yes, he is a big-time player. But the reason that the Lakers brought you in and asked you to recruit him because they thought that you could put this man in his place, something that, what's that foreign coach, David Black couldn't do mm -hmm. and Tyron Lue couldn't do, they thought that you would be able to do this. And what you do? Go to his house, sell him a dream, and then act like you're in charge. But then what you do, let this man make all the decisions. You let this man collude with Anthony Davis doing or tamper with Anthony Davis doing the season. As soon as he would have told me that, I would say, Bron, you're a player. Stop tampering. You're going to get us in trouble. Don't do it. Nobody's checking Bron. Where are the checks and balances? And so, you know, that's my take is Magic, Rob Palenka, Bron, and then I go to coach because, Luke, your X's and O's have been horrible. Zubak damn near saved your season. I don't even curse on this daggone show. But Zubak was saving your season, and then you, Magic and Rob, come in and get rid of him. It's like, okay, that's the one thing he got going without Bron is Zubak. Let me get rid of that too. And so 
Like like Hill said, I'm new to the Lakers. And I and I committed to the Lakers when I came here. I said, I'm just not following Bron. I'm with the Lakers. And y'all disappointing me, man. But mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm here to the end because I'm a man of my word. I'm going to stay. But, dang, I feel like I'm in Cleveland. Y'all, y'all finished? I'm done. The number one got to be LeBron James. Number one got to be LeBron James. Number two got to be Luke Walton. Number three got to be Maddie Johnson. Number four got to be Rob Palenka. And when I say by when I say by Bron, don't get nothing don't get nothing twisted. Bron ball. If we want to be realistic, the Lake, the Lakers problem was injuries. I mean, so how? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh, keep I, going. Let's oh, just, I, keep yeah. Because he let us talk. Yeah. I'm, my bad. When it came to LeBron. He hasn't, like Brian said, he hasn't switched up nothing that he's done his whole career. You got to assess the roster. These are kids. The, 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 the core of this roster are young men. They're, they're young. You cannot pull the same veteran move. You cannot, you cannot pull the same move that you've been doing your whole career on these kids. This, they ruined their whole psyche. Mm-hmm. Like when you was on, when you was with Cleveland, and you you was begging, oh, we need a point guard, we need this, we need that, and you just publicly saying that you had a veteran team. Yeah, these they've been professionals. Mm-hmm. They understand that. Hey, I gotta tune this stuff out, and I gotta go play. Yeah, you dealing with kids over here, and you messing with their psyche. Yeah, and you ruin that. So they all expendable. So, yeah, and like you said, we all know what time it is. Like you said, we want to blame, like, okay, Magic. Magic is a happy-go-lucky guy. You know what I'm saying? His whole job was to bring superstars. Mm-hmm. His, he, he don't have nothing else to bring superstars. Yeah. Yeah. So when you get LeBron James in, the allure of a LeBron James just, it takes over. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, what what do I got to do to make him happy? What do I got to do? To make this work, he so you fold, you fold yeah. under that. Yeah, he trying. So that's why I blame Brian the most. Like you look at his, you look at what he was doing, like, like so his passive aggressiveness again. You know, sending statements out I hate between, you know, aggressive but, people, man. You know, you know, statements by, you know, his camp. Why oh, can't you just say it? You feel what I'm saying? He been doing this all year, even when they was winning. I hate he was that throwing about, out, he I was throwing out stuff. Brian, so. And you like you said, you had to assess this team. I'm not saying I understand. Look, like I like I said, I wanted everything. I wanted to do whatever you had to do to go get Anthony Davis. I understand, but the fallout in that when you miss, now you got to start catering to these dudes, dog. Like you, you get what it is. Now, Luke, let's go ahead and get the Luke. First and foremost, it was it was quite simple how they built this roster. They gave you a plan on how they was building this roster. They wanted playmakers around. They wanted Bron off the ball. They wanted Bron less minutes. Mm-hmm. Less minutes, you feel you're going to get less minutes, you're going to get more Bron. Because he's not playing an ounce of defense, let's be honest. An ounce. So, the, the, the rotation that he was doing with, with, with certain people, like, it took injuries for him to figure out how to use to people. To even try to start Zubop. 
it took yeah, Zubat wasn't even playing until injuries occurred. Like you couldn't figure out how to how to play Rondo and Zoe. Like you didn't know how to play um Kuzma and Hart. You didn't but, you didn't like you didn't know what to do with this roster at all. And it, and it really wasn't that hard. That's you you was but you the head coach. You're supposed to walk in there like, hey look, this is your role, this is what you're gonna do, and this is how we're gonna play it. And it was that qu- but you never done that. But even after seeing what Zubat can do, you still you still ignore it? Hey. He was but he was all flustered all year. He didn't know what to do from the jump. His starting lineup from the jump was, was iffy. Then after injuries occurred, he, he didn't know what to iffy. do. Then the suspension happened, he didn't know what like he, he didn't know what to do. He let every other action dictate all his moves instead of him dictating the moves. So you a culprit in all this. Definitely a so, magic. That's, why, that's why, for me personally, I, I've never, I've just always kind of questioned Luke Walton. I think Luke Walton got way more credit than he deserved when Steve Kerr was out with that back issue. We understand that. Yeah, I do. We I understand that. We not about to just. Yeah, like I just yeah, don't. We, I I just personally don't feel as if Luke Walton. I don't think he's an NBA coach, to be quite honest. Keep. I mean, we. I mean, hey, yeah, I'm all for second chances. I'm I'm definitely down for second chances, but what has he really proven to us to show that hey I'm yes right. you can coach you can right. coach the greatest team in the world hey but what like what are you able to do when things aren't going your way like I said he done in L A we can go ahead and just wrap that up I'm all for second chances he get another second chance to redeem himself show he can coach if he hey he jacked that up hey hey assistant coach waiting for you mm. yeah um magic. Y'all can power this roster, and y'all told us, be like, hey, we're not going to beat the Warriors with shooting. Mm-hmm. You beat the Warriors by having playmakers, by making them defend all mm-hmm. positions, and by playmakers. And what we and and everybody like, okay, that's unconventional, but hey, let's try it. Let's try it because once again, I know AJ said, oh, what you do with Bron, you have shooters. We seen him with shooters and the last recent years. That hasn't won for him. Mm-mm. Now, when but he, but you going got to, against but the you best got shooting team, I'm about to say, but you got to think who he's going against. But them. and so that's why Magic and them didn't want to do it. So I understand it, that you cannot outshoot the best shooting team in the world. And you and and when everybody was healthy, y'all were the fourth seed. Yeah, I always said that. Brian gets hurt, panic mode. It fell apart. So you mean to tell me, Brian gets hurt? Now all of a sudden, we start losing. Now, all of a sudden, now the trade rumors just start going crazy. Now, all of a sudden, you you don't get you, – you just – you don't get Anthony Davis. So, then you just trade for Reggie Reggie Bullock. That's why I didn't understand. Bro, why are you trading for players that's not even playing right now? Re- they, they Reggie Bullock playing? He's trash. Bro, I ain't even talking about Bullock. Who's Former the guy son. That they trade, the, you trade, who's the guy that they traded Zubak for? You trade Zubak for, for Muscala. That's why I don't even know his name. He don't even play. Like and he played, Zubac he played, was playing, was playing. but you panic because then all of a sudden, oh, let's go get some shooters. Let's go get some shooters and let's try to do this thing. But and what happened speed. was, you going to get shooters That's and a, you let somebody. Why you think up? Luke was number two? But why did, this is my thing. This is why I put Magic first and Rob Palenka. Why did you let somebody come and offer you a deal for Zubak and you didn't understand what was happening? He understood what was happening. This and dude is supposedly a shooter. 
supposedly a shooter. How can you supposedly be a shooter if you don't get on the floor? Who's number two on my list? Luke Walton. So this is my thing. Even Magic and Rob can say, Luke, put this man on. Lord, man. Now you, you do it. <laughs> Look, put this, right, man, put this man on the floor. Are you done? Put this man oh. on the floor. You traded oh, Zubac for him. Oh, he done. Zubac was getting buckets. Yes. You better put his replacement. But this is my thing. Y'all replaced him. Don't even put it on Luke. It should have just been Zubac for him to put out there, man. Hey. You confusing a, a young coach. Like AJ said. We crowned him to we coach, we cr- we crowned him to he is a young coach no, he because definitely young coach. he just been coaching Steve Kerr's team. Then we crowned him acting like he's a Phil Jackson of his time. Cause mm-hmm. he cause he had staff in now. He was who we thought he was. And we and let, let him, him off the hook. Sorry, Diamond. Go ahead. But Go ahead. but give listen, her, but give but, her a shout out. But I mean she gonna get it. <laughs> when we get to Braun, Braun done the same thing his whole entire career. Yep. And it didn't work. And it ruined everything, and it was a trickle-down effect. He ruined the morale of the team. He ruined he the psyche of the team. He ruined everything. So everybody panicked. Rob panicked. Magic panicked. Luke panicked. Everybody panicked. And when you a leader of the team, you're supposed to bring everybody together. And all you really did was spread everybody more apart. And on top of that, you're not even playing defense. Like, you're not doing none of the little things that you're asking everybody else to do. All you're doing is stat, you know what I'm saying, stuff in the stat sheet and then making it seem for your your core fans and make it seem like, oh, Bron's still balling. What everybody else doing? You know what I'm saying? I don't. When I see Bron getting the 27 points, I'm not impressed because what always made me a Bron fan is my whole or his whole career and me following him is the fact that he played both sides of the ball. And I'm not saying that he always been the best on-ball defender because he's not. But the effort has always been there. Like, even if you did get past Braun, he was going to try to stop you once you did get past him. I'm seeing people blow past him, and he's not even turning around. Has he had a um, a come come from behind block this whole season? That we've been been known for him to do? Not that I can remember. Okay. Can, can I interrupt everyone? We got some breaking news that just came down from some NFL free agency. Yes, go Great. ahead, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> really, really, really big signing. Blake Bortles to the St. Louis Rams. I mean, the Los Angeles Rams. We on all major podcast platforms. <laughs> you know, you can catch us on Facebook, Three Man Weave. Uh-huh. Instagram, Three Man Weave underscore. You can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. Blake Bortles is with the Rams. You lucky. Breaking news. You lucky. Why? Why did they go so hard for him? I have no idea, bro. Why like, you they was him? they why was pre- once he got cut, they was pressed for that's like the only team he visited. I I literally I put this on everything. I thought Blake Bortles was gonna start next year in the AAF. <laughs> because let's let's be real. Before we get out of here, let's be real. He had a team, not this year, but the year before, that could have went, went to the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. And what was he doing with it? Throwing. Tricking it. Dirt balls. Tricking it. Mm-hmm. Got a Tricking wide open it. check down. Dirt. I thought you was going to the AAF. We out. All major platforms, baby. <laughs>